0: I'm Alice Living, best selling author, personal trainer, and host of Give Me Strength, where we discuss the positives of living a stronger life physically and mentally with the hope to inspire you to do the same. Welcome to Give Me Strength. My guest today is Ellie Taylor, who is a breathwork expert. Ellie uses a blend of unique breathwork, inquiry, and reflection to help reconnect to ourselves and those around us. Ellie's mission is to reconnect you to your authentic self-expression, inviting you to get curious, to let your heart lead using sound, laughter, and the healing power of letting go. Everything, it sounds like I need Ellie, so welcome to the podcast, what brilliant timing. I think that breathwork, is so current right now and i wonder whether maybe i'm just existing in in, in a little bit of an echo chamber where i feel like everyone's talking about it my fiance's twin went on a breathwork retreat recently and he came back a complete convert to the power of breathwork so it's been really in the forefront of my mind that I'm so interested in it uh, particularly as someone who kind of uh, suffers with anxiety and stress and all those sorts of things as, as you know we all can do it through life so I do feel like it's becoming more mainstream and I'd love to know from your perspective what we know so far about how how we breathe can impact our health and well-being Absolutely. So I came to it
1: probably about five years ago now. Although I'd done it many years ago through uh, yoga, and there'd been a part of me that, when they would do sort of alternate nostril breathing and ujjayi breath, that like, there was a part of me that was like really resistant. And I came to understand that was because I needed it, as with all these things. So yeah. So so a lot of people will have come to it a little part of that. You know, maybe at the beginning or at the end of a, a yoga class, and then. I guess I went on my own sort of journey of self-discovery. Well, it's been since, you know, it starts at the beginning, doesn't it? And then you become more aware of the work that you need to do as the shouts become louder. And the shouts can end up being in panic. They can be patterns in your relationship. They can be patterns in the way that, that you connect with the world. And I definitely felt that probably when I hit about 25, that was when probably the shouts started to get louder. And then I had my first child at 28 and you know I sort of became a mom and I, it was amazing I really enjoyed having this focus and it felt incredible to be able to put other people before myself and yet it probably worked until it didn't when I realized that I couldn't do that in avoidance of looking after myself and so I started on this journey of kind of like you know having a moment you know just falling apart thinking there's got to be more than to life than this there's got to be an easier way than just feeling like I'm constantly running from something that feels like it's catching up with me and I guess it was you know it was something and nothing and I think probably then you know 15 years ago people weren't talking about it in the same way that they are now and I think it's incredible that there is so much more conversation about taking care of yourself and finding ways to look after yourself that don't involve involve the NHS and you know going to your doctor we're understanding a lot more about lifestyle and you know the way that we live eat breathe the people that we spend time with the jobs that we do all of those things and there's so much more knowledge so there's always a part a little part of you that when you teach something you love and you that it's becoming mainstream or you become aware that it's becoming mainstream there's a part of you that dies a little bit because you're like oh you know you kind of want to keep it kind of keep it secret not keep it secret but kind of want to keep it sacred and yet also there's a, a a brilliant part of that which is the fact that it's becoming more mainstream and people are understanding it a bit more so they're less afraid and there's been a couple of things on tv recently there was the wim hof uh program mm. and where gabby logan shared after a breathwork session, not dissimilar from what I share, having had a real connection with um, the the loss of her brother in her teens. And there was another program with Sarah Simone, who is huge on Instagram and is a beautiful, beautiful soul. And he was taking celebrities through this journey. And breathwork was one of the modalities. So every time you see this, there's a part of me that just, you know, my spirit's lifted because I just think there's one person that went, oh, that's not really me, or no, I, you know, I don't have time for that, or I don't need that. Who is looking at this through a new lens? So that really yeah. does excite me.
0: Yeah. And I think just dialing down into that. So what is it about how we breathe that changes how we feel that's what I really want to know it's like you know we know that my very basic understanding I'll give you is that sort of high uh, chest breathing can be associated with more sort of anxious um, you know tendencies and then you know if we tap into things like nasal breathing that can be incredibly calming but also can be stimulating so how does how we breathe really then impact you know how we can feel in ourselves really good question so you know most of us go through the day with a mixture of mouth
1: breathing and no breathing. We know there's so much science to say that nose breathing is really helpful because we have all these incredible filters that filter the air and it, it helps us sleep better. It helps us regulate our nervous system. The breathing that I share is more experiential. It doesn't have a name, um, but it's more along the lines of there's more recently I've been you know more aware of conscious connected breath. It's a little bit like that, but it's not the same. And what we do is we take people this on this journey. What I do is take people on this journey, sort of taking Uh, the step from changing to from nose breathing to mouth breathing and what we do is we start to breathe in the belly as we expand the belly you start to notice that as you start to belly breathe you start to feel more deeply you start to take a deeper breath you might start to feel a little lightheaded at the start but after a while after the busy mind gets out of the way and sort of starts to quieten you start to feel more sensations in your body you start to, to be more connected to sensations and Really, the way that I use breath work is that, you know, change the way that you breathe, change the way that you feel. What we do in the breath work that I teach is we get very quiet. We drop down from the thinking mind into the feeling body. And the breath takes us on this really beautiful journey through your internal landscape. And what it does is it creates space for um, clarity instead of, you know, the mind sort of on this constant sort of chatter of, am I going to do where am I going to be how do I feel why did I say yes to this oh this I don't like it you know we get into all those stories and avoidance when the mind is given the the breathing technique to concentrate on the body and the breath just do the work
0: Mm, so interesting I think that um when you were describing that and describing what a practice might look like for you it sounds as though you're kind of using breath to overcome personal challenges whatever those might be and Mm. I think that you know from my experience when we suffer with things like a a specific trauma, grief, anxiety, chronic stress, you know, the things that I would tend to say, oh, you know, you might want to look at going to traditional therapy routes. Um, And absolutely, Mm -hmm. I think that it's important just to caveat this whole thing by saying, obviously, if you're feeling any of those things, the first port of call is probably to go to your GP and make sure that everything's okay. But I think beyond that, um and why i think a lot of us look to these alternative routes is we've kind of gone down the traditional routes we've gone to the gp we've been you know maybe prescribed something or not or or offered talking therapy or whatever it might be and and for whatever reason something inside us is just not shifting i know that i felt it myself you know i've done all of the work and i've tried so hard and yet i can still have really terrible bouts of anxiety and i recognize that you know, maybe something like doing that breath work, that less conscious mind and more unconscious mind is going to be more powerful. Um, do you, would you agree with that? Do you think it's more about kind of helping people through specific things or, or overcoming certain challenges? I think when we let go of the grip, everything feels easier. I listened to a
1: lovely quote by um, the monk, has uh, just written another book recently, uh, and he talks about that, um, the thing that we struggle with is suffering we're so averse to suffering, we can't suffer a moment longer. And the reason we find suffering so hard is that it takes us back to the traumatic beginning when we were often suffering on our own. And that often was when we were a child, and that is too painful, because we often weren't able to express ourselves. So to be able to go through those experiences of facing and and, and, and processing, really processing grief, stress, all of those things you've just, just described, there are many different ways to process that. Breath work is one of them, great therapy is another. Um, and if you're finding yourself in the in the depths of not even be able to, you know, know your, you know, be able to to make sense of any of it, medication can be really useful. It has its place my experience was as I started on medication started on um, therapy and then started unpicking as I started to feel back more like myself again I was like okay I'm not broken I know I'm not broken so where where where's all of this where's it coming from found some great people to talk to and started with dance movement somatic movement um then found meditation and then found breath work and for me this breath work that I teach is like like a fast track to healing and it's not about talking about it and getting into the details it's about being able to tap into a place within yourself that feels like home Mm. and to to foster the relationship that you have there so that you can come back there and you end up as time gets as time goes on the more you practice it the more you're able to come home and the process and the time it takes to go through the loop of falling down the hole again like you did, the same hole that you fell over a million times before, you start to go, oh, there I did it. There I I go. I fell
0: down the hole again. Well, there I am. (laughs) Yeah, there's something so nice about sort of saying coming back to yourself because, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel that in these kind of modern times, I feel so weird saying that, but you know what I mean? Like social media and uh, basically in the world of tech that we exist in, we are more disconnected than ever, you know, from both ourselves and, uh, from each other. And whilst that's a massively generalized statement, um, I only have to have conversations with friends or whatever, or people online to Mm. kind of give me an idea that that is the case. You know, we feel less connected, although we're more connected than ever, we feel less connected than ever to ourselves and to others. And, um, I love this idea of you sort of saying that we come back to ourselves, and I Mm. think that what some people crave now, and I I know it because I speak to so many people who feel like this, is this this kind of route to to feeling like, I guess we can we can face anything, we can face Mm. the challenges that life has to throw at us because life isn't easy, right, for anyone. You know, I feel like I'm in a massively privileged position, and even Mm. that even. I still have days where I'm like, life is not easy. So, you know, it's challenging for a lot of people. Um, So I love that idea. And I think that what would be really nice is to hear about how that journey might look for you in working directly with someone. It would be nice to hear how you help people go on that journey and obviously we can't do a specific session here but just an idea of how you help people to come back to find themselves that's what I think would be so yes. nice to understand
1: so when people come to me they often come to me when they're in a crisis place that often is the place that people have to get to before they take action um so they might be in a place where they're like oh I can't hold this any longer it feels heavy it's affecting my mental health and the way that I'm operating every day um or they come because they're curious and they have no idea uh or they come because they're doing the work they've done other things and they're like keep hearing about breath work I have feel like there's something in it for me and I, I like I trust you from what I know of you so far I trust you and I think that's another part of I guess my work is that I guess I, I've become the woman I needed when I was younger and I think that's that's my, that's the part of it that I really love is helping that people become the support and the, and the person that they need in their life. Um, and that's what we're coming home to is being able to self-soothe, to be able to be deeply compassionate and loving to ourselves. And so that's, I guess, what the work is. And, you know, people come in all kinds of, like I said, different, for all different kinds of reasons, but the end goal is the same or the end place that we arrive at is the same. So we start by talking about what's going on for people. You know, People often will say, I don't know, I'm feeling super anxious or I'm going through a breakup or I'm finding my relationship with a family member really hard or whatever it is. And so we'll talk a little bit through that. And often that can be the first time people have said out loud what it is that they've been struggling with. And that in itself is liberating having someone listen. So Rather than get into the story, I kind of get people to do a little bit of a bullet point and then we just get on with the breath. Because I think the story is part of the issue is that each time we tell the story, we're further embedding that um, belief underneath it, which is probably that I can't cope. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to have a breakdown. I'm, you know, whatever the worst fear is, that's that's probably underneath it. So we we they'll share a little bit about what's going on. Then I'll explain the breathing technique. They lie down. Uh, we go through the breathing technique together. Uh, it, I feel like my role in that is is much like a, like a midwife. <laughs> it's helping people just to get the technique right so they can get to that place themselves because they're doing all the work. So we'll, I'll, sh- I'll go through the breathing technique. I often use um, these beautiful blends of essential oils, which I got from my teacher in New Mexico. And smell is a great way of just getting out of the story. It's suddenly... Smell, you're kind of like brought into the present moment. But a couple of other things that I use within a session is sound and also music. Music is everything and it can take you from, you know, it can totally transform your emotion, can't it? We all know. So I put together a playlist each time before I'm working with a client intuitively. So they also get to use that playlist afterwards. So I get them to we're listening to the music, I get them to make some sound. So often we can get stuck here in our throat chakra, or you know, if, even if you don't believe in chakras or energy, whatever it is, we can get stuck in our throat. And we get stuck here because often we don't want to say something wrong, be not liked, be pushed away from the group, not be accepted, not feel like we've got our stuff together or feel worthy. You know, those are the things that are underneath it. And so I get people to make some sounds. So throughout the session, I'll get you to laugh with me, uh, like a <laughs> like a goofy laugh. And often people will be like, you know, in contraction. Oh, I don't want to do that. I feel really awkward. And if you feel like that, that means you really should explore it. <laughs> and so we'll laugh together. And you can feel as people start to let go of that coming in like this, like a flower, almost sort of just like softening a bit. Like oh okay this is okay this actually feels quite nice so we'll laugh and also we'll get to make some sound so I'll get someone I'll get them to grab a cushion take a deep breath and imagine if at the end of the day you could just go down to the bottom of your garden Alice bend down hands on knees and just go ah and not care well not be uh, the, not worry that someone's going to be concerned about your mental health and not <laughs> yeah. be concerned about your health how good would that feel mm. so. I get people to explore that, and I get people to take a really deep breath and sort of imagine pulling that energy up from the tips of their toes, rinsing it through their body, almost like you're wringing out a cloth. (sighs) Make some sound. I get them to shake. you, You can stretch. You know, it's it's your experience, yours to enjoy. But really, what I'm doing is helping people to get into that expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And it's much like a child, you know, when you see a child who's exhausted and they're just going, I just I just want um, I just want an ice cream. I just need a cuddle. I just want to lie down with my toy. I want my iPad, whatever the things are. And the mum's just going, they just need to go to sleep. The brain is like that. It's a metaphor I use for the mind. You know, the mind is going, but what about this? And I don't know about that. And da, 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 da. And like you say, life is getting You know, what you described to me is a noisy life. The world's getting really noisy and we're Mm. really needing to close our ears and become really discerning about what we allow in because the noise is loud. And as you breathe, you make sound, you start to really shut the noise out and you start to really get into the, you know, to your own expression and your own rhythm, noticing your body, noticing the sensations and really starting to build trust and start to enjoy what it feels like to fully be present in your body.
0: Beautiful,
1: Beautiful. it's magical, and I love it because it's been a huge. And anything else I learned since then, I feel like I keep coming back to it. Keep coming back to it. And really, Mm. what I'm showing you or or sharing with people is this way that's within you, and you've got all the tools for it. But what it requires is for you to slow down for a moment, to take the time to practice, and it be less of a checking off thing, and more of a feeling thing, and. It's my work too. They say that you teach what you need to learn. You know, anybody that works in this industry often comes to wellness because they were at crisis point at some point. They really needed it. And those are the best teachers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. One thing that I'm therefore really interested in is that sounds like the most incredible experience and really, really like, I'm like, sign me up. Where do I put my name down? Yeah. But what, I, what I'm what i really interested in is how that transcends into I'm able to cope day to day because yeah. I can, I often understand that, you know, particularly with breath work, we can go into a yoga class, for example, and we tap into that style of breathing and we leave and we feel, Oh, I can feel this like weight lifted off me. But 10 mm-hmm. minutes later, I'm running for the bus. I'm stressed. Cause I've got to get home by, do you know what I mean? That the, the, the noise yep. comes back and you go, Oh God, I've lost all of that calm Zen feeling that I just had tapped into. So look I understand that life is always going to have moments where it throws stuff at us and we're not going to be able to just be like let me breathe my way through it but I do think there's something to be said about understanding how this can become applicable for our Mm -hmm. day-to-day lives rather than it being something that you know as, as wonderful as it would be to come to see you um, yes. for, for the most people who can't access that how do they then get that kind of daily touch point I guess of let me use it to really bolster myself every day rather than just mm. when I'm at breaking point
1: yeah absolutely well what do they say you know you've got to do things that you, that you you do these practices we do these practices and the, and the things that support us to create compound interest not just to do it when we're right at crisis point and I think you've hit the nail on the head I think it's really creating space to to make time for yourself every day, a little bit every day. And that can be, you know, with regards to self-compassion, it starts with self-compassion. How can I be more compassionate to myself? How can I be more loving in the way that I speak to myself? How can I be more gentle? You know, would I t- am I talking to myself the way that I would talk to a friend or a loved one? Something that's quite helpful with that is to imagine little you. So like, you know, in that moment, what does little Alice need? She probably just needs a hug on an early night (laughs) (laughs) and to say no to something to give herself a break. You know, I'm talking about it really to myself. That's often what I need. Um, So self-love and compassion is really at the heart of this work. So all of the things that you probably do lead to this same place and we can't short circuit it. There is no quick fix. It really is about deciding to prioritize yourself and your wellness And also another part of that is being able to to have people around you that support that. And they often talk about when you have, um, you know, sort of any big breakthroughs personally, sometimes it can feel really hard because you can feel really disconnected from those things that have been in this world where you've been operating a certain way. And suddenly when you're not operating in that way anymore, things don't work. You know, if you've been struggling with boundaries, suddenly people don't want to hang around you anymore if you're not saying yes to them and no to yourself like you used to. So having, you know, kind of looking out for those people and being discerning about the way you spend your energy is a big one and doing things to bolster love and compassion for yourself and to become somebody to start building up those small incremental um, practices that that show you that you can, you're someone that you can rely on. And then it's the extra things. We'll be back after this.
0: Welcome back to Give Me Strength. Funnily enough, I've actually just started having singing lessons, and it's been so interesting because when I went the first lesson, the guy was like, "I can tell you your exact problem because I, I, I trained in theatre, so I've sung, sung my whole life, and I always found that like my voice would get really tired." And you, you mentioned about getting stuck in your throat; I'd find that. So I'd finish a show or I'd finish a singing lesson or whatever, and I'd find my voice was so tired and uh, went to go and see this guy. And he went, I could tell your exact problem. He's like, I don't even need to hear you sing for a minute longer. Your problem is how you're breathing. He said, your breathing is all up here. And if you could just learn to sit into the breath and like even in two sessions, I've been working on purely breath and my voice has changed. And you know, the the sense of calmness that I feel in my voice. This is a huge tangent, by the way. I'm so sorry that I'm going off on such a personal note. (laughs) I'm just saying that it's so relevant and it, and it can come up in lots of different ways. And, you know, I think that, um, I really, really noticed that breath is often the thing that we think about last, but we probably should be laying down as that first foundation. So, you know, like we always lean on and, and I've seen so many people, you know, I, I live in the kind of health and fitness world and I see all of these wellness practices, you know, whether it's the green juice in the morning or the kind of ice bath or whatever it is. And, You know, that stuff's all amazing. And don't get me wrong, there's some stuff in there that I personally do. But what I love about breathwork is, you know, aside from coming to see you, which I'm sure is obviously paid, it's one of those things that we can do. It's free. It's free to breathe. It's completely free. And it can have such a transformative effect. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I would really love to hear from you is, I guess some examples of breathing practices that those who are listening who might not necessarily have the ability to come and see someone like yourself, what are some of the practices that they can do breathwork wise every day? Is it, you know, box breathing, for example, which I do a lot at the end of my training sessions, for example? Is it nasal only breathing like what could they do as a kind of everyday practice that might help them just to feel more grounded more centered and just feel more in themselves just taking belly breaths so breathing through your nose putting your hands both hands on your belly
1: lying flat if that's comfortable and just breathing through your belly Hmm. slightly making your exhale slightly longer so just by doing that you're drawing down the attention from here from the tightness into the belly you're letting the belly softly expand, rise, and fall, and by exhale, by extending the exhale, that's a really calming technique. So that's really helpful, and even just by taking a couple of belly breaths before a meeting, or if you're standing up in front of people, you know it can. And, and the gasping, I just did it myself. Then I said, like, <gasps> mm. and also another thing is around sound is a sigh, is an audible sigh, a. Ah. And doing a couple of those. And another is like shaking, just shaking. I use a blend of lots of different things. And sometimes I remember a therapist saying to me about 10 years ago, Ellie, um, your breath isn't a tool, it's the tool. And at the time I remember thinking, <laughs> I've got no idea <laughs> what you're talking to- <laughs> about. And I came over the next decade. I came to really understand that and then was like, oh, that's why in yoga, I was like, nah, I don't need to do that. I can, shall I breathe the hell out of? Yeah. And as you start to breathe with more ease, I find the technique I share, I tend to do a class. I do classes and I do one to ones. Um, I work with groups, I work with young people. I tended at the beginning when I first started, I used to do it every day and it was big. I moved through some massive puzzle pieces in life and in my understanding about myself and the beliefs I held. And really it helped me to start to dial up my self-compassion. And I realized that I'd been been really hard on myself and really brutal, but a massive perfectionist um you know and you don't have to dig back too far to probably hear a parent's voice in there somewhere and you talked about being um you know performer being being in performative mode in people-pleasing mode here wonder why we're stuck here it's really common and so we're just sort of breaking out of these old shells like this newborn chick like oh there's another way to live and so yeah, I think breath is a really beautiful way. And there are so many different ways. You know, there's there's functional breathing. There's understanding the, the science of how you're breathing. I'm less drawn to that. I'm more drawn to getting people who have been living their life in a certain way, who are ready for change, to help facilitate that change in a safe way. And also to help them to understand more about their nervous system. Because regulating your nervous system is really important. And it's something you just drew on at the beginning, which is like, well I'm living this busy life and what if somebody comes to this with a really dysregulated nervous system are they going to be ready to do something big and expansive maybe not maybe this isn't the time and maybe it's something that they do once they've got more everyday breathing techniques and they're feeling like it's the right time but it can also be described as like therapy without the words
0: and only you'll know what's right for you and you'll only know what's right for you when you start to really trust yourself. Like I love that. And I think my biggest take home from breath work is it's just little and often as well. I don't need to be spending an hour lying on the floor doing belly breathing. It, it's as simple as you just said. It can be, you know, four or five deep belly breaths that just kind of take you out of that stress state. And yeah. I talk a lot actually, I do I talk about this more kind of in my in my classes that I teach online, but um, you know, on the podcast as well, I've spoken about this learning to turn the dial up and dial down Mm -hmm. within ourselves. And that's kind of very much related to our central nervous system. And I guess some of this stuff, originally, I was quite like, I'm, I'm the biggest cynic going, Ellie, like, I don't believe anything until I actually am convinced for sure that it works. So for me, I was like, no, there's no way that just breathing can turn up your energy or be able to make you feel sleepy. But I've yeah. done it, and I and I do genuinely believe that we all need to learn how to tap into that internal dial because, mm. um, for example, like we go through a day and there are positive stresses that we can put on our body for example I'm thinking exercise I exercise most mornings and I will leave the gym like this morning I left I'd been running on the treadmill as like a finisher and my heart rate was up and I was like (laughs) and then I go straight into a meeting and I'm like (laughs) you know like I'm 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 almost just like on overdrive because I'm I I, because I feel great and I have that like oh my endorphins are flowing but I then might hit a wall at like 10 or 11 a.m. and be like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted I mean, because God. I haven't learned to kind of turn that dial down, be able to pull myself back from mm-hmm. that stress state, which has been a positive stress, but actually just to be able to bring myself back slightly, tap into rest and digest state and learn to kind of manage my central nervous system and manage my breath so that I don't have those big peaks and troughs throughout the day. I can use my breath to energize myself. If I've got a big presentation, if I'm doing a a podcast, even I can do some energizing breaths. But then again, if I am getting myself ready to have a bath and chill out in the evening, I can spend some time doing longer breaths, calming my central nervous system. So I do feel like it's a bit of a privilege that I've had my eyes open to it early on. Like I, I worked with an amazing guy called Richie Norton. I don't know if you know him, but he's I a kind of yeah. breathwork practice. Love him. Yeah. Um, and he really uh, like taught me a lot when it comes to breathwork. But um, but I do feel like that that's kind of internal dial system is what most of us just need to get an anchor on.
1: Mm. And I think that you it's really hard to do if you're constantly consuming I think you know. You touched on that before. We're often to- consuming all day sounds, information, knowledge, and then we're kind of in these kind of like doing these tiny Google searches, micro Google searches. Oh, I'll just Google that. Oh, I'll send you the link for that. Yeah, I'll check in on that. I'll respond to that. And there isn't often a lot of time where you switch off. And I know that when I get to that place, I'll I think, oh, I'll go for a dog walk. I'll listen to a podcast. No, just walk the dog without any sound, and it makes you it can make you feel really bare and very vulnerable to be not consuming anything. (laughs) And and it's interesting, like you say, around exercise as well. It's like finding things that feel really gentle and easy. And I've been working quite a bit with um, acupuncture recently and just understanding the Chinese medicine about flow. You know, when we go into big exercise often, then we can feel afterwards like we've kind of been in that big, and then we're left with that, what am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) And I think that it's finding the breath is a great way to, to, to um, well, the breath with you, it's present all the time, isn't it? So it's a great barometer. Change the way you breathe, change the way you feel. And it, you can just use those, uh, you know, like a dispensary. What different technique do I need? What am I interested in at the moment? And I think that what I share, the way that what I share sort of fits under the umbrella of breath work is that once you've shifted and done a lot of this big work, then what you're doing is just doing management after that. You know, I've been doing it for years, so I don't have those big breakthroughs anymore. But in the sense that there are less breakthroughs because I've worked through more stuff. The truth is, it's never ending. We're never going to get there. It's a lifetime's um, devotion, isn't it? (laughs) But I'm not hijacked in the way I was. And I think the most important thing to share is that I've become so much more comfortable with my own body, my mental health. I don't feel like I'm going to get taken down like I did all those years ago. And I think that I ignored those sensations for a long time before I did anything about it. And I would urge people to start looking earlier, to start talking about it earlier. Because if you can master those things when you're in your 20s, well, not even master them, if you can be aware of them and start exploring them in your 20s, then as you become a parent, if that's what you're choosing, or if you start to get a really big career and start to have more stress in your life, you start to be in a relationship and you start to see a mirror of yourself in the relationship, being able to move with more grace and ease and self-compassion um, is really helpful.
0: I completely agree. And yeah, I think that it's just one of those one of those essential things that we need in our kind of toolkit every day. Um, now, Ellie, I think One of the exciting things is that you have a big event coming up, which you would love to share. And I know that there might be some people who might be able to attend. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Because it sounds brilliant.
1: Yes, absolutely. So it's called Wellbeing by the Lakes. It's been going now for four years. Um, It's an amazing event. It's in this beautiful sculpture park in Dorchester. It's over four days. It's from the 7th till the 10th of September. We've got some beautiful guests. We've got Donna Lancaster, who's written a couple of really beautiful books. She's a, a therapist and a coach. She's incredible. She talked last year, and literally could hear a pin drop. Um, and we've also got Melissa Hemley's coming to talk. We've got Zoe Blasky from the Motherkind podcast, who was hosting the stage on the Saturday. And we've also got Gielan Tubtun talking. Um, we've also got, you know, classes, sound baths. Um, we've got healing treatments, wellness workshops, marketplace, um, things like floating meditation. So it's a beautiful place to come and chill for a few days. I'm also teaching breath work on that day on the Thursday, but there's going to be some incredible teachers. So you can come have great food, listen to great some great talks. You could book yourself for a card reading if you wanted to, or a sound healing. There's something for everyone. You could come with a with a with a it's mainly women, but not exclusively. You could come with your mom, you could bring friends, do classes. And it looks like we're
0: set to have some nice weather. Good. Oh, it sounds absolutely <laughs> amazing. I'm sad that I can't make it, but I wish you all the best with it because it just sounds right up my street. I'm I'm so into those sorts of things. Um, well, thank you so much, Ellie, for sharing your uh, breathwork experience with us and also just so much wisdom. It's so nice. Um, I hope I'm not like crossing the line here when I say this, because I always like, I hate to judge people's age, but I thought that like you're a tiny bit ahead in life than I am. And I really love seeing that sense of comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. I was going to say comfortability and that's definitely not a word but that sense of ease within yourself that you have like you really embody I'm happy in myself I'm confident in myself I'm just at ease and you know if breath works what does it then I am totally onto that because I want that we want that don't we we want that kind of as we go through life to just feel like we grow into ourselves we develop that sense of ease within our bodies within ourselves and we get to know ourselves better as well more than anything so um, yeah I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and we will share the links for the festival that is coming up and also for your teaching practices in the show notes so that people can head to those if they if they would like Um, and thank you so much have a great rest of your day thank you ellie Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would love it if you could take some time to rate, review, and follow the podcast as it really helps others to find it. We have a new episode dropping every week, so it'll ensure that you don't miss out. And one really exciting new feature is that I would love to solve your problems. Our podcast is centered around giving people strength and resilience. And so if you have a question, a problem, or anything else, you can send a message or a voice note to GMS at insanityhq.com. That's GMS at insanityhq.com. And me and my guest will spend a little bit of time at the end of every podcast answering your questions. See you next time. Insanity Group.